Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Where are the car keys? Oh, every morning, dear, really. I have really, never when we known get, it to fail. When we get our new house built, I'm going to have a special little cupboard built that is labeled car keys. Yeah. And when you come home at night, I want you to put your cupboard in the keys. And we, <laughs> oh, I mean them. <laughs> all right, all right. I I'll put my cupboard in the keys. Mean your keys in the cupboard. <laughs> and the then cupboard. in the morning, we will know where they are. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't think we're going to get our house built, incidentally. This is Wednesday. No word from that dibble. No. Well... Now, look, don't say I told you so. No, I, I know. I won't. I just wish I'd trusted my intuition to begin with. But, no, I got carried away by his promises, Yeah, too. well, we signed the deal, so we're stuck. No, we should have known he wouldn't get started yeah. the blasting today. I expect we'll be lucky if he starts in a month. Look, look, look there on the dining room table, will you? Maybe the yeah. keys are in there. Certainly not on the desk. No, oh, golly. Not in the dining room. They're not there? No, it makes me just sick to think we're stuck with a building contractor like that. I'll bet he's the biggest procrastinator. And he'll want everything his own way. Look, all we have to do is be firm. Well, it's our house and we're paying the bills. I hope. Telling us we'll be in the house by September 1st. Huh? <laughs> Fat chance at the rate he's moving. That <laughs> yeah, one. Now, look, don't start gabbing on the oh. phone with one of the girls, will you, honey? Help me find the car keys. Did I've you look the... upstairs on the dresser? Uh, no, no, well, no. All right, I'll go look upstairs. Have a different suit on today. You all probably right, changed right, your... It. Hello? Yes? Mr. Dibble? Yes? Oh, how wonderful. Well, yes, I know you said so, but I... Well, thanks for calling. Goodbye. He's starting today. Honey? Huh? I found the car keys. It was Mr. Dibble. Honey, he's on his way out there now. He thought he'd call to say he's starting the blasting today. Oh, darling, think of it. The first spadeful of dirt that is being turned over today for our new oh, house. Oh, I was Dibble, huh? <laughs> By golly, really? Isn't that wonderful? I take back everything I said about Mr. Yeah. Dibble. Yeah. Except I've just got to try to understand that man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, isn't that something, Let's huh? drive out there right now. <laughs> oh, darling, I can't. i got to get to work. i got appointments all oh. day. Honey, I can't, I tell you. I've the got a... first spade full of dirt. Yeah, and what you mean is the first shower of rocks. Look, you better keep your fingers crossed. There isn't too much blasting to be done. Uh, is it hard to do? It's expensive. Oh, yes. Money. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going right out there. And then tonight after dinner, we'll, we'll take Betsy and drive out again, all right? Yeah, all right. Okay, fine. Oh, darling, think of it. At last we've started our new house. <laughs> Appreciated. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I stopped when you yelled, though. Well, I'm terribly excited. I guess you've started building houses so many times you don't have any of that feeling, but it's sort of thrilling to me. Do you have very much blasting to do? Yep. Is there a lot of rock underneath? Yep. 
My husband was a little worried about it. Yeah, well, nothing to worry about. We can do it. Well, he, he was thinking about the expense. Yeah, well, that's something else again. He should have thought of that when he brought the property. It's practically solid rock here. Yes, well, I guess we were sort of excited about the wonderful view across the lake. Yeah. Well, got to get back to work here. A little dangerous for you to be hanging around here. Oh, well, you want me to go home? Be a good idea. Well, I sort of wanted to talk to you, Mr. Dibble, about a few things while I was out here. Well, uh, okay, you're the boss. Well, one thing, I don't want any of these lovely trees cut down, and I wanted to make that perfectly clear so there would not be any misunderstanding about it later. After all, if a tree is once cut down, there's no gluing it back on, is there? <laughs> Never heard of it. Yes. Well, that, that's why I wanted to make doubly sure that we completely understood each other. I would be heartbroken if anything happened to any of these beautiful trees. You understand that. Yep. Well, I just wanted to tell you. Yep. Well. You hadn't planned to cut any of them down, had you? Yep. You had? Well, which one? Well, you got to cut down that blue spruce. That blue spruce? Why, that's one of the most beautiful trees on the property. Well, I won't hear of it. I mean, I, I, I insist that you leave that blue spruce right where it is, Mr. Dibble. Yep. Well, you're the boss. Really, Mr. Dibble, I, I must say I'm surprised at you. Well, you aren't as you're going to be when it's growing right up in the middle of your kitchen. Well, is, is that where my kitchen's going to be? According to plans. You can look at them right over here. Oh, well, I can't read those blueprints anyway. I'll have to take your word for it, but I, I can't bear the thought of losing that tree. Why... Well, couldn't I have it moved instead of cutting it down? Yeah. Oh, well, why don't you say so? You frighten me. It's my favorite tree here. My goodness. Well, that's what we'll do then, Mr. Dibble. Move the tree. And put it, uh, well, let's see, uh, wherever the screened-in porch is going to be. Now, where is that? Porch will be over here. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember. Yes, well, well, move the blue spruce and put it right, uh, right, uh, up. There. All right? If you say so, you're the boss. <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say so, but we're all really working together on this, aren't we? Now, another thing. I've made a few notes here. I... Oh, look. Quick, quick. On the stones over there, little animal. Oh, it's a woodchuck. <laughs> that's sweet. You know, there's something so satisfying about living in the country. You feel you're really getting back to nature. Everything's so untouched. Little woodchucks scampering through the woods and squirrels. Yep, skunks. Uh, oh, well, we'll certainly leave them untouched, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you better leave the snakes untouched, too. Saw a copperhead here this morning. Snakes? Yeah. Snakes? Well, where you got rocks, you got snakes. Why, the real estate man didn't tell us there were any snakes here when we bought the property. Well, isn't something likely to be a selling feature? Oh, dear snakes. Oh, I... leave them alone. They leave you alone. I wouldn't worry. The kind you're likely to see will be mostly harmless. Well, I, I guess they won't come in the house anyway. We built a house about two miles from here. Lady left her oven door open one night, cool off the oven. Next morning she looked in. Five little baby snakes. Five snakes? In her oven? Yeah, baby ones. Well, even baby ones would scare me. What happens what she do? Put them outdoors. Nothing else to do. Were they poisonous? Oh, garter snakes, that's all. Garter snakes. Harmless. Well, I... I did have some things I wanted to talk over with you. I... Well, now, let's see where are my notes again. Well, maybe we ought to talk some other time. 
I've got, got four men here. Yes, yes, I noticed, Mr. Dibble, and I'm glad you brought it up. Four men, and I believe we're paying for labor by the hour. Now, I dislike saying this, but those four men have just been sitting over there smoking. They're not working. In all fairness, do you feel that's quite right, Mr. Dibble? No, can't say I do. Well, then don't you think you ought to tell them to get to work? Well, ma'am, you're the boss. But before I tell the men to get to work again, I'd like to make a suggestion. Uh, yes, what is it? I'd like to suggest you get off this rock you've been sitting on, got four sticks of dynamite under it, ready to go off. Oh! Yeah, men sort of figured, I guess, wouldn't be very polite to set it off while you were sitting on it. Well, I was very considerate of them. I'm sorry to have held up the work. Goodbye, Mr. Dibble. All right. Okay, let's get back on the job, boys. See if we can make up the lost time. Hi, dear. Hi. Have you got the car keys in your hand? Yeah, why? Well, put them right in the kitchen window then, so tomorrow morning you know where they are. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, leave the door open. The kitchen's so hot I'm having a roast. Yeah, I gotta have a screen door on there for long. Well, I hear you were out at the blasting operations today. Oh, I do know. Mr. Rogers called me. Seems that Dibble called him. Huh? What'd he say? Well, not much. I didn't have time to talk. I was right in the middle of a conference. But look here, honey, you know, you can't hang around out there and interrupt the men working, chatting with Mr. Dibble about things. I know. I was very apologetic Now, about look, it. Mr. Dibble won't get that house done by September if you're going to hang around out there bothering him with questions about this and that. You Carol know. told me that when you build a house, you've got to keep an eye on it every minute, practically. Well, darling, for the time being, there's not much you can do with that blasting going on. And according to Rogers, it's going to be like building a base in Antarctica. And we have snakes. Honestly, that's all I've been able to think of. Darling, there's snakes. always snakes in the country. Perhaps our kids will grow up not to be scared of them the way you are, huh? <laughs> mm. By the way, where's Betsy? Oh, with Lisa Ronning, staying for dinner, too. Getting so she's hardly ever here. I thought kids left home about 18, not 7. Did you drive out and look at what they'd done the day before you came home? No. You said we'd all drive out there this evening. Well, Betsy doesn't want to go, and it'll be too late when she finishes dinner over there. Why don't we drive out right after our dinner and pick her up on the way back? Okay. Oh, and I had another brilliant idea while I was at... No, I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> I'll wait till we get out there. I want to show you. Brilliant idea? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Sounds ominous already. <laughs> Cannon thundered and rockets flared over the barricades in the Battle of New Orleans, and Andrew Jackson won a great victory for the United States. There's only one thing askew with that victory. A month before, United States and British envoys in Europe had signed a treaty ending the war. 2,000 men died at New Orleans because they didn't know their countries were at peace. That, of course, was in 1815, when news traveled by sailing ship. Today, if a shot is fired in the Middle East, Lowell Thomas has the whole story for you by dinner time. If a conference is held in Europe... A CBS News correspondent tells you its highlights on the World News Roundup within hours. Next time you listen to CBS News dynamic coverage, give a thought to what a privileged generation we are to have the world at our fingertips through radio, to have the excitement of shortwave on-the-spot reports on the World News Roundup with our breakfast coffee, the clear, incisive reporting of Lowell Thomas in the evenings. Start this week to hear the World News Roundup and Lowell Thomas regularly. Both programs are heard Monday through Friday on CBS Radio over most of these same stations.
Sally, they did quite a bit of work here today. Yes, they really just started when I got here, I guess. Look at that rock ledge, would you? I don't know why we build a house. Why don't we just make it into a cave? <laughs> oh, honey. Hey, you said you'd had a brilliant idea this morning when you were out here, huh? Yes. Well, you see that blue spruce, dear? Well, I got this idea. Who's that? I don't know. Look. Huh? Through the woods. My gosh. Yeah. Over there on the road. Good heavens. Looks like a huge car. With a chauffeur. Yeah. Boy, you think somebody's bought the next property? And it's a mighty fancy neighbor, yeah. it looks. There's somebody coming through the woods. It's a woman. Come on, let's go see Are you the people who own that property? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Right here, anyhow. Honey, that's Mrs. Cornelius Weldon. She has that huge estate down the road about half a mile, you know, with a gatehouse and everything. Oh, how do you do? Are you the people who are doing the blasting here today? Well, yes, yes. We're building a new house here. (laughs) Well, I've just returned home, and let me inform you that your blasting has broken all my priceless Venetian goblets. My exquisite mice and figurines, my Dresden, and my library window. A stained glass masterpiece from a 13th century Italian monastery, to say nothing of my Ming bars. What, what, what did you say? I, I can't believe it. I, I... Thousands, thousands. But it isn't the money, it's the beauty. The beauty that has been shattered irreplaceably. What? Dear, I don't understand what... Well, look, I'm sure done. there's been some terrible of mistake. Course. Mistake? Indeed there has. Your blasting was the mistake. Sir, my lawyer will call on you tomorrow. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with John Shelley and Catherine Meskel and is produced by Walter Hart.